0: hello and welcome to another episode of the life after cardiac arrest podcast with me your host paul swindell today i'm joined by quite an exceptional guest in a a sporting sense anyway his name is darren nichols and i believe comes from the northwest of england is
1: that correct? That's correct, yeah. Lancashire.
0: Oh welcome welcome, Darren.
1: Welcome, thank you.
0: I think we first met, I well I think we've only met at the Guinness World Record event last uh, June. Is that right?
1: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, I remember talking to you on the day, yeah, before we went in, yeah.
0: Yeah, can you remember much of that day?
1: Uh it was a great day. It was a great day. Um, I can remember obviously going in the room, um and and obviously we were setting the world record and yeah, it, it was it was one of the highlights of Last year, without a doubt, uh, you know, uh-huh. adds to my story, um, and adds to everyone who, who participated, as part of a great event, yeah, and great evening event as well. Not forgetting that great party as well at the end.
0: Yeah, Doctor Keeble's dancing was well, something to <laughs> behold.
1: I wasn't glad. I wasn't going to mention that, so I'm glad you did. But yeah, that's right up there. That's right up there. He certainly let his hair down.
0: that's one of the big selling points about this year's event (laughs) oh
1: well if he's going to match that I'm surprised it's not a sellout
0: (laughs) well it's getting that way there's lots of uh, lots of people been buying tickets so hopefully it's going to be uh, a a great evening and great day as well so uh, you're going to be coming along? Um,
1: I'm not too sure yet to be honest I do hope to come Uh, we had a long-standing event and I've known about it for a while so I've got some jiggling around to do but, but hopefully hopefully Okay,
0: well, hopefully you can make it, but um, that's not what we're really talking about today anyways. We're talking about you and your uh, life after cardiac arrest, which I believe was back in February 2017, so just uh, just over two and a half years ago.
1: Yeah, that's correct, yeah.
0: I normally ask people to sort of describe what their life was like before their cardiac arrest. Could you briefly do that for me
1: yeah pretty average really i mean i suppose most things would be average to what i've gone on to do but it, it, i felt i was reasonably active i've got children i did things with children swam a bit with them
0: how, how old are they uh
1: 12 12 15 and 17 at the moment so obviously rewind they're all a little bit younger um so i did stuff with them I Was fairly active or reasonably active i would say um but that was my only thing. I didn't I played football once a week. Um but, but apart from that, nothing nothing really great. Never won anything, never competed any races, never um went on to do anything great sport it wasn't nice at all.
0: And how old uh, were you back then?
1: Uh, forty eight. Forty eight when I had my cardiac rest, yeah. So fairly oh,
0: same age as yeah, me. Yeah,
1: <laughs> fairly young, and, and it is an age when you look around. It's it's not the best of age. You you look into my family history, which we only looked into after. Uh, it's very very grim between the forty fives and fifty years olds for people with with heart issues and heart attacks, cardiac arrest. So, uh, wish we'd have known that before.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, in in my family, I've got nothing. But you you say you've got. Uh, Sort of a bit of a history there, is there? How many
1: many people? We only sort of really looked into it after, or my partner looked into it after and and spent the time on my mum's side. It's quite... uh, And obviously my parents are on statins. Uh, Obviously I'm on statin today. Uh, My sister's, well, she's been checked and it's high. Her cholesterol's high. I've got two younger sisters. So it's obviously a a hereditary issue. Uh, All we feel is a hereditary issue. My dad wasn't particularly wasn't particularly bad uh, but it's not nowhere near in the level that it is today today is you know I'm, I'm really a healthy eater so
0: uh-huh. yeah and did you smoke at all or anything like that
1: never smoked no I never smoked in my life uh didn't really drink that much neither to be honest with you never never you know we were driving at a young age 17 and we went out and we were, I think it was fairly sensible you got drunk on occasions of course I can't say I've never not drunk but you know, but never smoked uh, very poorly as a child, um, you know, some, some medication, not heart-related at all. Um, so, no, never never smoked, never smoked. So, uh-huh. you think really for you to end up in that situation, um, you know, to being saved, you sometimes think to yourself, well, how did we get to this? Um, you know, it was your own doing, but I don't really think it was. I don't really think. I think to make it worse was I had the over 40s check just at the end of 2016, and it wasn't good. It was high cholesterol and high blood pressure, which got me referred to my doctors. So I went to my doctors, and basically they said, "Well, we may look at a 24-hour blood pressure monitor, but in the meantime, go and exercise." So, so really. So they sent me to go and exercise, then I go and exercise, and obviously I joined the Couch to 5K programme, which is just a local running thing to get people off the couch running to 5K in the January. Everyone's keen to, to get fit for the new year. I joined that.
0: Was that something that you were just doing off your own back or was that an orga- organised group? No, it was group? an
1: organised group, yeah. yeah. Again, my partner said, why don't you do this? I've never really ran. I've never ran any, anything, never run any distance, never run any mile. She so why don't you go and join that, you know, and, and try and, you know, I said, yeah, yeah, I'll go and do that. um, And then obviously got to week five, which led us into the first week of February. And then obviously we'd done a 15-minute run, which was the prescribed um, following the plan. That's what it was, 15-minute run, come back to the car park and uh, cardiac arrest on the car park, on the car park floor, really.
0: Well, wow. <laughs> How had you been doing up to that point in the uh, in the program? They, they
1: put me in group one, so somebody must have thought I looked fairly fit. Um, but yeah, we went in group one, which didn't really mean an awful lot. Um, you still followed it, uh, and I, I, I still remember it. But I remember being overweight. I remember uh, too much weight on my stomach, if I'm honest, going up and down, up and down. And I, I remember that. I don't I don't remember. The sad thing is, you don't remember much of it at all. I don't remember any of the runs. I don't think I remember anything much post Christmas. Um, I don't. I just don't have any memory of how things went. And on the night, we don't remember the night either. I don't. I don't recall suffering any pain or, or anything like that. Um, so you're, you're in a real small minority of pretty much members of the public using a public access defibrillator to, to save me, which is. Today, sadly, is is it's quite low numbers, and you know we've got people vandalising them and stealing them and things like that. You hear about, you know, it, it's quite tragic. Luckily, again, um, a lady I know quite well made a decision on the North West Ambulance Service to put one there just two months earlier. What,
0: what you say? You say there? Where,
1: where uh, was it? It was uh, it's asley Park uh, in Chorley, Lancashire, and it was on the car park on the community centre. So they meet in the car park and then they run off through the through the park and come back, and they made a decision. There was one on the other side of the car park. But I think by the time we got that defibrillator, I think it probably you know has to be too late. Really looking at the facts of things now.
0: So, can you you say you can't really remember any around that period? But do you remember? Uh, has anyone told you you were looking pale? Yeah, not feeling well yeah. or anything like no, that? No,
1: not not before. I don't think there was any any great signs before. We'd come back and we, I was doing the stretches apparently. So we'd finished the run, we were doing the stretches, and then I, I basically just collapsed. Uh, somebody's put me in the recovery position. Um, obviously, that's not going to help me much. And then I think that I believe that it was a nurse that was in another group who was driving off the car park. They stopped her, they brought her back. Obviously realised they had no pulse. But I think by that time then somebody said like, you know, you're beginning to lose a colour out of your face and, and things like that. So it's getting a bit, and obviously, you know, you've got a ring, get a defibrillator, get an ambulance. Um, and and they did. Between them, there's a group of people now, who have become almost family really, um, that I know. And I got lucky, prevent, presented them with awards and, and things like that. And I, I know quite well now. And um, they're involved in most things I do. I'll let them know most things I do, but about three or four people were involved in somebody doing a defibrillator, somebody breathing, and somebody doing CPR. I believe it was three shocks. You can read that from like everyone from the hospital notes, it was three shocks. Um, some people asked to hear the phone calls from the ambulance service. I've not, I've not, I've not bothered that. I know it took a long, quite a long time for the ambulance, it was half an hour.
0: I was going to say, if you knew how long yeah. you were down um,
1: for? No, I believe that they, they'd they resuscitated me before before the ambulance had arrived. Um, so, But I don't know the exact time. I believe it was about half an hour. But, you know, from when the ambulance was called to actually when I, I went down, I, I don't know the times. on I, I don't know the times. I don't know.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it was basically lay people, although perhaps one yeah. nurse who was doing yeah, CPR. I think she
1: did. But there was others who had bits of experience by the sounds of it, from what I can gather. Um, you know, they, they, some had something, but obviously never in a real-life situation, which must be, you know, incredibly difficult, really, incredibly difficult. I believe there was people there who, who, were, who didn't know me because there was quite a crowd. It was in January when we gone into February and there was a lot of people there. Uh, you know, and obviously a lot of people upset as well. So you know, we didn't even know me uh, before you start getting into the, the family and, and obviously what what they have to endure really. And um, so they, you've got to, you know, it's worked out well all around really.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it is. It, it can be quite a distressing and uh traumatic experience for for everyone around basically. But it's it's obviously with a good outcome like yourself, it's probably a little bit less distressing than a bad outcome. So uh, it's, it's good that you yeah, made
1: it. Yeah, it has affected some people. A lady, one of the ladies, she she breathed for me and I'm quite close to. She went on, she was affected. She went on to raise funds and put another defibrillator in the town. And, you know, she's she's a great lady and she was affected. Every time she sees me, she cries, you know. And, <laughs> um, you know, we, we, we ran the last mile of an Ironman triathlon together by my side and, you know, it's hard for me not to cry. Um, you know, but what can you say? It's just how things turned out. You can't script some of the things that what happens. But, you know, for her, you know, I hope I've made her proud of what she did and everyone else involved, you know, making them proud. They've done an incredible thing. It's only after, you know, like everyone else before, and I wouldn't know what a cardiac arrest was against a heart attack. I wouldn't understand it. I, I don't, wouldn't have known those things and, and obviously the chances even. With having the defibrillator doesn't mean it's a safe bet that you, you're going to be okay. Um, you know, there's all sorts of other factors involved, aren't there? As you know yourself,
0: in, indeed. But it does sound like you were uh, quite fortunate in that you had people who who took action and that there was an AED in reasonably close proximity, and that they obviously did pretty decent CPR on you, and they they did the best for yeah, you without, that they without could. Without have.
1: A doubt. You know, there's, there's without a doubt that they've done a, they've done a great job. Um, You come round in hospital and you know you have had CPI, your chest is sore, you know, and you think, well, what's going on there? But nothing was broken. And, you know, apart from that, it, you know, soreness in the chest, you, you just, you're just incredibly lucky that them people were people around at that time. Uh, and you think about the stuff I do with my kids and the family, it could have happened with them and I'm really lucky the night in question they didn't come with me because I do a lot with my kids and they'd been quite a bit with me to be honest To that group but just on that one night they all had something on and you're just so pleased that they weren't there that night to see you in that situation really uh, you know that would have been there uh, you know could have really affected them you know and it's difficult after and we've all moved on and we're all okay, and. and my partner's a nurse, which is something else we'll come on to, but she wasn't there on the night. Again, if she wasn't working, she would have been there on the night. Um, and I just think it was better that those people weren't there on the night. You know, my, my daughter, if she wasn't at Brownies then, she would have been with me. You know, and I, I think for her to see that, you know, at probably, you know, 10 years of age, where you're going to be old enough to remember it for the rest of your life, it would could have been really, really difficult.
0: absolutely. Absolutely. So you said you you mentioned about waking up in the hospital. Um, Can you remember what the time was like when you Um, woke up
1: in the hospital and
0: what was that like immediately afterwards? I mean,
1: from what I'm told, you were in a coma. It happened on the Wednesday and I don't have much memory until the Monday, the following Monday, where I remember being moved somewhere to another ward. I think we'd been in, obviously, intensive care, high dependency and then to a normal ward. But even then, your memories in and out, looking back, you know, going to a ward. I remember going to the ward and then people telling me, well, I came to visit you that night. Well, I can't remember you visiting me uh, in and out. Uh, I can remember the doctor coming to see me. Um, and he, he just first thing he says is, you you know, you, you want to start thinking about playing the lottery, really. You, you're just really incredibly, incredibly lucky, you know, to survive that out of hospital. You know, people have done a great job and then you move on to what he can do to make you better i mean obviously you, you can medicate people or you can have stents but he just said it's just too bad it's a, it's a, it's one of the worst cases of ischemic ischemic heart disease that, that he'd seen um where obviously that is it. uh, it's a cholesterol what does that it's mean? A cholesterol condition so it's obviously furring uh, furring of the of the probably sort of smaller uh, vessels that, that supply the heart and um, so obviously as, it, as you've got too much cholesterol in you and it, it's not coming out of your system it, it's lining it's lining those um, sort of the vessels and it doesn't then your heart under pressure doesn't get what it needs to keep going and that's what's causing that's what's caused the uh, cardiac arrest
0: is that what your your uh, relatives died of as well?
1: Yeah, there's some heart attacks in there. I think there was a, a cardiac arrest in there. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a few. There's about four or five. Yeah, distant who have all had had problems. Yeah, and my mum and my dad, like I say, have already are on medication. And um, so, but in fairness, you went to your doctors. We knew it was high, and when I'm talking high, I'm I'm talking over ten percent. I'm talking over 10% bad cholesterol and good cholesterol I looked this morning, so these facts were true, and then less than 1% good cholesterol, and that's why I was running that. So it's, it's extremely high, it's extremely high. And even your diet today, they can only say that oh, it only affects 20%. You know, based on what you can eat, you can only affect you. that by 20%, makes it quite an alarming number. And if I've run that for years and years and years, then obviously everything's been slowly getting... And blocked up, and then you're gonna get problems. Same with blood pressure. Think that blood pressure was high. Blood pressure was caused by the thinning, the thinning out of the of the vessels, and when the pressure in them is high. Now today we've got like we've fixed everything. Blood pressure's fine. Resting pulse is is in, in a great place. Just need to be careful as you get fitter and fitter and fitter. I spent time on roll. And obviously then it starts, that's lowering your pulse as well. So when you're asleep, we were sinking to the 30s, 30 beats per minute, which is getting quite low. So they quite quickly whiz you off the bicep up. Um, and, you know, and just to, just to manage that. And
0: you mentioned that you were on um, statins as well.
1: Yeah, I take 80 milligram, which is not not great. What I read on the athletes, you don't, you know, I still have a statin, 80 milligrams. It, it's not great. You take in the evening. You don't wake up feeling great in the morning. In fact, I probably don't feel great until I've, I've probably exercised, you know, and it, it, you can just feel quite quite rough, quite rough on it, really. I have asked, I mean, because every, all the numbers are fantastic today and the size and the shape and, and what I'm doing, Would they always be on 80 milligrams. And it seems to be they always will be on 80 milligrams because of the event, because of what happened. Um, I just wonder, you know, if your diet is... It is good. Could you bring that down? Because now I'm 51 today. I'm going to spend years on on an 80 milligram statin. you know, going to spend the next next 20 years of my life on 80 milligram. Um, you hope know, not to, but uh, I don't know. Don't know how quite how that's going to pan out, really. But they're the only two things to take: aspirin in the morning now, and the statin in the evening. I did take trickador for a while after it, and I did take the Bypass Roll, but they've both dropped off. I don't mm-hmm. take either of them now.
0: So just going back to your time in hospital, how, how were you in a coma and how long were you in hospital for?
1: Um, it was, a, I think we were about five days. We were about four or five days in a coma. Um, and then they tried to bring me out of a coma. Apparently I was very angry and I was biting the tubes. So they said, right, we'll leave him there for a bit and uh, he can stay in the coma for, for another day or so before, before, they brought me, before they brought me around. So, yeah, and then it ended up a week not doing because they're not really going to let you out obviously too great a risk so you've got to wait there and then i had the triple heart bypass which wasn't without its problems we had um, fluid on on my left lung afterwards so it wasn't without some complications and that needed to be drained, drained off so in essence i remember talking on a running speeds on a before we drift off totally but quite quite funny that we're talking running speeds on a on a website and people how fast they can run in essence it took me three weeks to get home from the 15-month run <laughs> so uh, yeah yeah not a great not a great pace to start my running career <laughs> so so
0: how how was you know you presumably um how did they i'm not sure how a triple bypass is done these days is that uh, cut the sternum and. Uh,
1: yeah, yeah, um, I believe so. Again, I've, I've not looked into it too much. The only interesting thing about triple bypass is off pump and on pump, where I'm assuming you're on life support while they do it. I'm not quite sure why, but again, because my partner's a nurse and she reads all the notes in detail, I had my bypass done, which was off pump, which in essence means the heart is still beating in some point. And it does leave you with some questions that, because you're not, even I understand a triple is three. So at some point he's attaching to Mark three three new vessels and um, he's still beating. And you think to yourself, well, what happens if it comes undone? And, and I went and uh, in rehab, I asked the question. I said, you know, it was, it was done. And I'm sort of, you know, I'm, I'm doing all right here. I'm getting around. I, I said, should I be worried? She said, no, it's impossible. But just think, you do think to yourself, "Wow, well, is it really impossible?" I I don't know if anyone has ever had a leak from a from a bypass, <laughs> but ooh, you know, it's not. It wasn't quite standard, which I think would be normally to put you on the on the pump and, and then obviously heart's not beating, stitch it all up, and then get the heart to beat again. So whether I was different because he had a cardiac arrest, I I don't know.
0: So how did you um? You mentioned about rehab. How did you feel? compared well i suppose you might not remember but how did you feel compared to the cardiac arrest in terms of your did you feel any different did you feel that blood was coursing through your veins in a in a higher way or so that you felt more energized
1: um well we we came out i mean there's a period of time there where obviously it happened i came out of hospital end of february So you've got six weeks of not doing anything while you're sternum heals. And then I was really keen to start rehab. Um, I'd lost a lot of weight in that time. I'd lost um, probably 15 kilograms uh, of weight and I was in in much better shape. And I did feel better. And I often think to myself today whether there has always been a problem because I just seem to be able to do things that even as a kid I can't run like I can run today. I can't. You know, I wasn't even good as a child. I wasn't even good at sports day at school, particularly. I played goalkeeper for the school team because I couldn't really run around that much. I got tired and fatigued. Yet this same person now can go on and, and, you know, go on and do some stuff. So I do sometimes think, well, maybe there was something there in the beginning. But I, I don't know whether that's whether that's just saying yourself. But I was keen to get into rehab. You know, I was really keen from that. Um, and really because of how it happened and the and the people that, that save you you wanna I, I personally want them to see me getting on with my life and doing something. You know, they did a great work that night and, and I want them to think well he's not just sort of moping around now, he he's getting on with things and we did we did that for him and look at what he can do.
0: Mm-hmm. So, so what hospital were you in that you... Uh...
1: Uh, Blackpool, Victoria, which, which is the main one in Lancashire, which is heart and lung. Um, it's, it's the main one, main one around here. Everyone seems to end up in that direction. And um, it's great. It's great. You know, it's great for three weeks. And, you know, I, I had, uh-huh. um, you know, obviously a difficult time, but it's not as difficult for me as, as it is for your family they don't know what's coming out of the coma. I just wake up and say, right, what's happening? So it's it's a bit, and I don't think sometimes I appreciate that enough. I don't think I see what they've gone through, what your mum gone through. I think my dad made a comment on something like I put on Facebook about an achievement. He said, it's amazing, son, you know, we followed you down the motorway, blue flashing lights in this ambulance, and we didn't know what's going on, where you're going to live, where you're going to die, what you, what state you would be in. And look at it today, you know, you're just, you're just tuning out. And I have no no memory of that. Absolutely not. Uh, I've, I've been a bit fortunate. My lad took some pictures when I'd when I was just I would say being induced into a coma at Preston. I went to Preston first before I went to Barfoot, and he's got some pictures that are not great, but you know I still keep them because it's just my like where you've come from. You know it, oh, does, I mean. show, it does show you the, the you know the extent. You know your eyes are taped shut. Pipes are everywhere. And, you know, you're not going anywhere in a hurry really when, when you see them, you know. And I know my mum wasn't that pleased in taking them and saying delete them and, and that, but I'm sort of glad you didn't really because, you know, for me today, you can put them pictures alongside the pictures of you your achievements. And uh, feel great, you know, feel good about where you've come from.
0: Absolutely. So how was your, uh, you, you said about your, your wife, should she... Um how is she with her knowledge of uh, nursing and is is it a cardiac related nursing? Job?
1: No, no, it's orthopedics. So she's all hip and knee replacements and things like that. But I do get a rundown of everyone who's had a bypass and, and how long they've lived for. And every patient that comes in, she'll check how long they've lived for. And we well, he had it he done in the 80s and he's still going strong. It should be, you know, it's a, almost a standing joke, really, of, of, of the detail that I get.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah so how was she with you as a, a sort of a her partner but were you sort of like a a patient that she looked after as well
1: uh yeah a little bit a little bit obviously i came home and I had stitches from where a drain was fitted to me long and, and people offered to came that, but she did all that for me um so yeah it, it, there's positives and negatives she can see things through where, where things work out really well and she'll see things out that don't work out so well um, so you get to see both sides of things, um, but obviously it's got great knowledge, which which can be helpful. Helpful.
0: You, you sort of touched on it a couple of times about your your running in the couch to to five k, and you you were saying that you were, um, got rehab, but it's it's really mind blowing from what I read about you just recently or what you did during the summer, which is sort of like one of the main reasons why I wanted to get you on here is the fact that you. Um, what you achieved in the summer, and uh, it's uh, you completed an, an Ironman UK, didn't you? Yeah,
1: yeah. We yeah. we've we've sort of progressed our way really. So so rehab went really well. Um, they let me go back. I went to went to rehab, started it hard. Towards the end of it, he said, "Yeah, you can go back and do the counts to 5K again," uh, but she said, "You know, you're in group one last time." you go in group five this time and you just take it really easy and obviously you're looking at what your pulse is doing. It's really early days. There's a lot of walking, and obviously, obviously uh, there's the people a few months earlier who saved your life, still there, still volunteering and you can hear them whispering like, is that it? Is Is he come back? What's wrong with him? And I'm sort of like, well, look, it's things are running much smoother now. Don't worry. He's had a service in MOT and we're going to be all right now. So we're going to give it a good other go and and we started there, really, uh, and made some great friends, and they looked after me in Group 5, but it was really, really easy stuff. Um, but I just felt really old owed it to them, people, you know, they worked, and, I, you know, I, I wanted to know them, uh, you know, as a group and, and you know, just, get, just stay involved with it, really. Um, so we, we did. We went on, and, and then we completed it. The next time around, uh, we completed it. We completed the counts to 5K. Uh,
0: that must have been quite emotional was, for not only you and everyone. Yeah, it
1: was. It was very emotional because the, the we have like what's known as the Charlie's Angels were there, which are like first aiders, and obviously they've got the defibs. And I ran, obviously ran the course, just finished, and I just stopped and, and obviously I pulled up at the end, feeling okay. And there was a Charlie's Angels next, right next to me, and on his radio, they've all got walkie talkies saying. The, the guy who's had the, the uh, cardiac arrest he's just finished the race <laughs> so it's like, like they can stand down now stand down we're all right he's finished he's finished he's okay so just just a laugh there'll be we'll be the memories from that day and then obviously the people who who you know are celebrating with the people who saved me because even that in itself is a good story you know that we got we went back and we just did the 5k you know and went on from there and um, I ran my first.
0: I was going to say, what 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 was it that you know, from someone who hadn't done any running or racing before, and then you've just done this uh couch to five k, and you've had this massive uh, event happen to you. What what's suddenly clicked in your brain that it says I'm going to continue doing? Yeah, this?
1: I, I, it felt like a journey started, and I don't know why. I, I knew you'd ask me this, and I'm thinking to myself, well, why why did you keep going? Why? And I, whether it's you know, I just want to make them people proud. I wanted to, carry, you know, carry on. We started like a journey, and, and then I ran in the August. So I had me carry up the 8th of February. At the end of the August Bank Holiday Weekend of 2017, there's a run lights that they all do. It's a great, fun run. So everyone from the Chorley runners, goes to Blackpool front, and they run the illuminations. It's great. You've got hats and lighting up hats and tutus on, and it's a real fun race. And I ran that with my daughter. And that was the first real 5K run, which was 27 minutes, which is good time. It's good time today, really. And then I just sort of stayed involved with that group. And then there was people then, well, we do a couch to 10K program. So, we, uh, sorry, 5 to 10K program. So I thought, oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to stay on it. It's all right. It's going quite well. So then we went on it and we did that. And then in the September, I ran the first 10K. Uh, which is 6.2 miles. So, and that was okay. That went well. And then I thought, right, some people are going to run a half marathon. So I thought, right, I'll join them. It's going all right. I like this on a Saturday and it's a bit social and it's all going well and, you know, uh, things are working fine. So I, I joined them. Um, and they trained each week and built up the distance each week. And then we got to what was the January of 2018. Uh, did my first half marathon, which is just over three hundred days from from um, my heart bypass and, and the event, um, just under two hours. Again, another great time. Uh, you know.
0: Absolutely. When when you get when you go and do these things, do you? notify people about your past cardiac mm. history or, or do you just keep it to yourself what, no, what are people like point, around you basically
1: at that point I didn't make uh, a statement things have changed a little bit today um but at that point I didn't because it was new it was new and you were not as confident and I remember I was supposed to run it um with somebody and they got injured and dropped out but I thought you know what I'm gonna do it I'm gonna go on my own and do it I'm just gonna meet somebody tag on to somebody, and that's what I did. I'm going to run it. I paid me money. I don't want to drop out. And I did it. Um, but the next one, I, I what I was training, I don't know why now, but I went on, oh, well, we did a half marathon, so what's after half marathon? We've got to do a full marathon, aren't you? We can't stop it now. We're, we're on a roll there. It's going well. Let's have a marathon. It's like the full, the full the full package.
0: Did you not at any point think, oh, can my body do this, or am I going like, to um – caused myself any heart problems or, uh, you know, is, is it, you mentioned about stitching coming undone or the, the vessel, the bypass not adhering. Did, did you ever worry about any of that? No, it, a- it's,
1: it only seems to be today. It's only, I have seemed to be at this crossroads today now where I start thinking about that. And, you know, at that point, I, I'm just on this journey and the people are like amazed and it's going so well and the times are going great. So then we got to the January and we did my first half marathon. He so, thought, "Oh, Manchester marathon in April? Go on, we've got We've got This is this is this is a story. This the guy who couldn't run five k, he goes and runs a marathon. Okay, so I thought we'll keep going it. And there, there was a, I did another half marathon uh, in February, and and believe it or not, that uh, my actual rehab nurse was a runner. She's a runner in a local club. So when I very first met her. Uh, she knew me. She knew my story because I'd made the front pages. I'd made the front pages of the local just for being saved. Um, so she knew, she knew who I was, and, it, you know, and obviously we got on great. And on that day, she run it. And I, I wasn't in all the times. I wasn't in a great place that day because it was exactly a year when I had my operation. So it was on the Sunday. My operation would have been on the Monday. And, and here I am one year later running my second half marathon you know, with her like, and uh, I, I, just we we just ran together that day, and it probably wasn't probably one of the more difficult days just because of the anniversary. Um, but we ran together, and, and it was I was yeah. I remember laughing with her, and I said, I, didn't, I don't recall seeing this half marathon in my in my rehab program. Where did when did you put see this sort of thing? And, 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 we did and we've been we've been sort of you know I see her at races today. You know, keep in touch with with what we want to do. And she she went on. So I think from that, I think I probably run another half marathon, a couple of twenty mile runs, and then we get to April of twenty eighteen.
0: Okay, how, how, are we, how are you feeling after all doing all those events? Because sort of the, I mean, I've done quite a few marathons in, back in the day, and I know that just getting to the start line is half the challenge with doing a marathon. Um, not alone, not only there's uh, the injury problems, but it just it takes a it really wears down your body, basically, doing the miles, doesn't it? And for someone who's um, had a cardiac arrest, a lot of people seem to suffer from fatigue and tiredness. But it doesn't sound like that's uh, something that's affected you at all.
1: No, I, I didn't really seem to have that problem, and I'm quite lucky, really, because people get to fifty and, and they, they've, if they've been doing these things all their life and running marathons, then they're getting a bit. The bodies begin to pull. and. I didn't do that much. I just really didn't do that much so actually I sort of decided that the rest of my body's in good shape. I don't get cramp uh, i didn't I didn't you know I got tired but sort of naturally tired, but you know the body felt good, felt great, no back problems no no um, other problems really fortunate that that my younger sister works for new balance and I get blessed with the best quality trainers at, at great prices so. You know, I had the footwear, the kit, the equipment was coming my way and, and, and all that sort of good stuff to help you look after your body. And I, I just didn't have any problems at all. I don't know whether I'm just tunnel visioned. I just, I don't recall even today having a, a bad injury or an injury that's, I've never had to defer a race. I've never not turned up because I've been injured. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know. There was a change. People, you know, we got we got to the marathon. Which was in April?
0: What marathon was it again?
1: Uh, Manchester. So it was Manchester Marathon 2018, and uh, really we were looking about about four about four and a half hours. I reckon it would have run me based on my training times. If you've run a few marathons yourself, you sort of know that the golden ticket really is under four hours. Really, if you can if you can get under four hours on a marathon, then you're doing well. You're doing well, and obviously the eighth of April fell fourteen months to the day of the 8th of February, 2017, so it's 14 months to the very day that I had my cardiac arrest. So we're on, like, 13 and a half months, triple bypass. And we're at the start line. And I was feeling all right, feeling positive. I thought, where am I going to go? Where am I going to race with thousands of people? And I thought, we're going to go with a four-hour, man. We're going to go. You know, we're going to give it our best shot. We're here. We've got it. We're going to do it. Um, and it was just... You know, I, I just in the last few miles. I it it's tough. It's really hard. It's tough thinking you could get under four hours here, and and this will be amazing, and you wouldn't have to run another marathon because really under four hours that'll do. You, you know, if I forgot. You know, the, the golden ticket—you've done it first time out. So we we did, and we got three hours fifty-eight, three hours fifty-eight minutes. And
0: That's excellent.
1: It, you know, you know, it's an achievement for somebody to come through and. and and on that day, I, I took no family with me. I just went and did it. I said to you, I'm just going to do it. I don't want you hanging around for four or five hours. And you're just waiting for me and you can't see me. And I'll just ring you as soon as I've finished and I'll, I'll do it. Like, and I just went through the athlete's village and I just, just went home. I thought, well, that, you know, we should have celebrated that. We should have celebrated that day more, you, you know, that today is only the only marathon apart from the End of Ironman that I've run. How
0: how are your family uh, when you were doing the marathon? You said they didn't. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah. I didn't. I didn't make a fuss on it as such because I think you lacked a bit of inside. I felt like you could do it, but then I was always a bit worried that if I didn't do it, and it, there was just a point that it, we never went. So I remember somebody asked me to do sponsorship for my first ten k, and it was for Harvey who did me rehab. I thought to myself, "Well, what if I don't do it? What if it, it all goes wrong?" So there are doubts there that it might not work out. It's like marathons—you know, might not, you might get injured, you might not do it, and you've all there, and you've all been—you've all been, you know, you've all been disappointed, and you have to go down quite early and get parked. And so it's not only the time that you're running for your family; it's the time that I'd taken down, and it'd be six, seven hours. You stood around waiting for me. So I didn't take him. I just didn't take him. But you know what? What are they? I mean, I told the pacer at the end, and he, he nearly sat down. He'd, he'd been around. He, he'd paced loads of marathons, and he'd seen incidents. and just said, "You know, it was incredible. It was incredible." Uh, but but post-marathon, then we, we started to think about or or in a, in a, in another story that I've got relatives. My cousins was already an Iron Man. So I think this is where some of it comes from.
0: I was going to say, because once most people have done a marathon, that that's pretty much uh, the pinnacle of most people's, lay people's sporting career really, isn't it? Yeah.
1: Um, yeah, and I, I didn't know him. Uh, I had two cousins and I'd never knew them at all really. I'd met them a couple of times in my life and they got in touch when I was in hospital and they were really supportive and it turned out they were both, they're both pretty great athletes really. One was a, Already an Iron Man, uh, two years earlier. The other one was a, you know, was a, a pro cyclist almost, uh, you know, riding for for a proper outfit, and and you start to think to yourself, well, we've got the same surname, you know, is there a little bit of genetic going on in here. Could I, could I do it? And that's where you start to get a little bit of belief from. You know, they spend the time. We did not push me into doing it, but you know, we went out. Um, you know, a year ago, it's just been our anniversary, we all rode together. We did, I did my first 100-mile ride with them, uh, and, and you just start to get a little belief that maybe this is in the family, maybe that you're not such a bad athlete after all. I mean, they don't have any heart issues. There's nothing on that side with them, um, and, and start to think, well, actually, you know. And he, he talked to me. I mean, the Ironman came, came a lot later. We started to do some triathlons after running. Basically, cousin advises you said, look, you're looking into a great runner, but, you know, just be careful that you'll get injured and, and cycling is less impactful. You know, you want to try and do – you know, if you want to keep going, try and mix it around a little bit. Um, so, so we did. We got into cycling. I joined the local uh, local cycling club. I go with them a little bit. And I still kept me running, still kept me running, ticking over with Charlie Runners, did a little bit of cycling. Uh, and then the, the swimming came along where my daughter – is a is a very good swimmer, and I took her to her swimming club. But then the triathlon club as a as a um, session after, I saw them all. I thought, mm, well, I'm not thinking about triathlons at this stage, but I'll see if I can join. See if I can come along and swim with them. I had a, I had a bit of a problem with my arm, if I remember rightly. <laughs> it was sore and I couldn't move in I don't know what caused it. I don't know whether I fell and I remember asking people because. When you wake up and you just fall on the tarmac, you think you'd have like cuts or bruises or you you know did somebody catch you and and questions like that they've never really got out just like clapped on the floor and sort of like walked away as if nothing's happened. I can't remember you know I banged the head or the ear was cut or anything, but I couldn't move one arm. It didn't. It seemed quite sore. I thought swimming would help it, so we, we joined them and that, and that was was my my break into the triathlon club and that, That's how we, we we started to mix the sports up a bit, really. Um, after the marathon, I don't think that it was great. The marathon; it was an incredible day, but I'm not going to keep running marathons. Uh, I just didn't. I, it was tough. It was hard. It's a long way. You know yourself. It's a long, it's a long way. It's a long way to. It's a long way to long way to run to keep yourself going, to motivate yourself. Uh, yeah, I did it this year as part of a relay team which was great. You get to enjoy the, t- the day, fantastic atmosphere. You still get a medal and a t-shirt, but you only have to run five miles, five, six miles, and that's great. I'm quite, I was quite happy with that this year, and that was a great day out. But to full, to run the full thing is, is a lot. Is a lot. You,
0: you say that, though, but um, isn't the triathlon, doesn't that include a marathon? Yeah,
1: yeah, you know, you're right, you're right in the end. You're right in the end, and, and at the end of Man, it is a marathon. It is a marathon, but, yeah, can,
0: can, can I stop you there? Can you for, for people who don't know what a uh, an Ironman is, can you sort of tell us what it's all about and what the distances are?
1: Yeah, we you're starting with a a two point four mile, which is a lake swim. Or for, it, for Ironman UK, it's the Leighton and Loughton Sailing Club. You got you jump in there and you do two loops of that. You do one point two miles, then you get out. You run on the embankment again, then you jump back in again and you do another one point two miles. You've
0: got Whereabouts is uh, this say?
1: Sorry. Uh that is in Leeds. So that is in Lee Cheshire. Um, yeah. uh, that is there. So you've got an hour and ten minutes to swim one point two miles. Otherwise you're in for a very short day, they'll take you out of the race. And an Ironman Man is is a race as such, but I was only ever really racing the cut off times. So throughout the day. So you've got you two loops to do, so you've got two hours and 20 minutes to swim 2.4 miles, and you need to be out of what they call a transition. So transition is where you get changed from swimming and put on all your bike things and then cycle off on your bike. So you've got two and a half hours to do that. Then you've got a 112-mile bike ride, which they've changed the course after I entered it, um, and it's got hillier. There's a, there was an issue around the road closures. It's a greater Manchester event and a lot of the road closures ended up in Lancashire. They didn't like it, so the councils argued it out and moved it to back to Manchester and it got it got hilly. It got quite hilly. Ten thousand feet of climbing, of hill climbing in it. So it's a tough fight ride like that. And then you've got to finish it with a marathon. And you've got seventeen hours to do the whole lot. Well, you've got cut-offs along the way. So you swim, like I said, two hours, 20. You swim in your bike 10 and a half hours, and then you've got 17 and a half hours to finish the whole lot. Your bike is two loops as well, so they'll take you out after one loop if you don't think you're going to get there before the time.
0: I mean, to my, to most average person, that just sounds in, sounds insane to me as well. I've known other people who have done... Uh, Ironmans as well and, just, and they were good runners and I think even good runners doing something like that is just mind-blowing but for someone who's had the, the previous cardiac history you've had and yet only two and a half uh, years before it's just a uh, it's a, a, a mind-blowing thing to actually think about doing it and uh, it's just bewildering to actually achieve it so uh,
1: yeah I, I just I mean, I mean, you work up to it, you do events up to it, so you do half distance up to it. You know, I did a 70 point, that's so, so. The total distance in an Ironman is 140.6 miles. So that's what your body will cover in one day swimming, cycling, and running 140.6 miles. So, but well, you're driven by uh, what, when you think about it, I'm in a unique situation. So I made the decision, rightly or wrongly, to. Get home based on my experience from the marathon where I didn't have anyone there. And I just went through the athlete's village and went home. I invited everyone to Ireland my family. Um, I've not seen my sister in ages, we ain't gone that well. I had my sister up. Everyone who was involved in saving my life. 14th of July, I want you to be involved. I want you to come down. Now, with it, there's a lot of people who don't make it on the day, so it's, it's a really stupid thing to do. But it, you're not going to let them people down. You're not going to. I was not, say you're adding no, a lot of pressure. Yeah, you are. You are. And I think to myself now, after I think you are thinking, might the gone. You know, you you look a fool, but you know what? You're never going to give up. You're never going to give up for them people who've done that for you. You know, and it all turned out well. It did all turn out well, and it could have done. I mean, I mean, there's nearly two thousand people do it. It wasn't quite sold out. And I think there's only finishing times listed for thirteen hundred and twelve. So that gives you an idea of the failure rate. So there'll be six, 700 people who didn't finish it all got taken out of the race. So it's a, it's a, it's a big cut-off. And I've invited anyone and everyone. But you know what? When you get to that line, it's just incredible. Absolutely incredible. It's got to be one of the best days of my life. You know, and, and somebody told me it was quite funny in the end because I was never worried about the marathon because even the good ones said, you know what, you just need to get on the marathon in enough time. And I knew, I got on the marathon at 4 o'clock in the afternoon and I had till 11 o'clock in the evening to complete it. So I've got I've got seven hours. Now, I could pretty much walk a marathon in seven hours, really. A good pace, a good speed walk. So they said you will walk past what they call feed stations. So they have stations where you can get drinks and bananas and all sorts of stuff. You will walk past them and you'll eat and drink because you'll be hungry by then and you'll walk up the hills because you've not got the energy. So I always knew there was going to be loads of walking in it. So I didn't really focus on the run that much, really. It was getting to the run, which was always the thing. You've got to bring your speed in. You can't fudge your way through a 2.4-mile lake swim. You've got you've got to be a reasonable swimmer. The cycling is, is really tough. And people's biggest failure rate this year would be the cycling. It was hilly. You, you have to be reasonable standard to get through it. Once you got to the run, I thought, well, you know, it's there. But then you've got that, you know, then people are waiting for you. And it was like this guy said. He said, "It's funny on the run." He said, "Every time you see somebody, you know you've got to run. You've got to look like you made an effort." That's because really, you're that shattered. Then you just want to walk, really. You know, you're that tired, and then I'm scattered with that many people that I knew, and they spread themselves out along the route. (laughs) So it was like every Few minutes, there was somebody new, so I felt I had to run. So it didn't work out great in that sense. But they were all they were all there at the end. <laughs> he said, "You know, you just you just want to have a walk it round and come on, Darren, and come on, and then they're all waiting for me." And you know, it is great in that day. But I knew it was unlikely that I'd do it again. Whether I did it or whether I didn't do it, I'm not sure. I would have done it again. You, you know, I, I don't think I'll go back. I don't think you'll see me do a full Iron Man again. You know, so it takes a lot of your time. It takes a lot of your family's time. There's a lot of training involved.
0: Well, I was going to say, because you, you mentioned that uh, you got 2.4 miles and 112 miles to ride, and you said you've got to be a, a fairly decent swimmer and a decent cyclist to be able to do those. And so I was going to say, you must have spent a hell of a lot of time going from essentially zero to getting up to that level, Um during your weeks, How did you manage well, to do that?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, this year, it's, it's probably controlled too much of your life. I think that's probably one of the reasons why, but I, I've just worked some of my numbers um, out of Strava, and I know you use Strava, um, and I follow you, but for people who listen, it, it's like a Facebook of people's sporting activities. Is that how you would describe it? Where it goes, I think
0: and that, so, yeah, and I think they've actually... I actually said just recently that's what they're aiming yeah, to be, and,
1: and, really. And it is, and but well, it, it records everything I do. So everything I've done since my cardiac arrest, if I look back through the years, and I didn't use it initially. You know, it's only when my cousins told me about it. Why don't you use Strava, and then we can encourage you when you do things, and then it builds up from there and builds up from there. But if you have a look at even in the year of my cardiac arrest, um, I ran the equivalent training for those half marathons at the end. I run the equivalent of three marathons in the same years of cardiac arrest, which is just, and I haven't done it, only because of coming on here. I sat down and I I thought, well, I'll get some facts and, and, you know, just just point out to people. So because I ran 5Ks and 10Ks and kept up with accounts to 5K and started running pretty much almost instantly after rehab and then going on to doing it, the mile is every weekend we'd go out every Saturday. we'd, we'd probably do 10 miles plus towards at the end of the year. I mean it's just it's just incredible. you, you know they, they weren't proper official marathons, but that's just the distance of covered. But if you look today mm-hmm. if you look to the distance yeah, yeah. today, I have swam, so this is I would say in two years. So if you say my cardiac arrest was February, but really you don't do anything until the end of August. I didn't do anything till the end of August that year. I have swam to up to date now 128 miles, which is the equivalent of swimming the Channel 5.8 times. So you think alone that alone is quite alarming, you know. But then it we is. come on to cycling. I've cycled now five five thousand four hundred and sixty ninety six miles which is the equivalent of Land's End to John O'Groats over six times. So in two years, that's what I've done. So you think about how many times you're going out and you're training for an Ironman, you'll go out for 100-mile bike rides. And then you'll come home and they'll say, right, I'm just going to run around the block because I just need to make sure my legs can run after I've run 100 miles. So, you know, there's people within the group, within other groups, who don't do or don't feel that they can do things. In mm, fact, you know, London to John O'Brien, so somebody who never had been on a road bike, had never sat on a road bike before my cardiac arrest. I could ride a bike, and I rode mountain bikes and a bit of riding with the kids. But the volume today, the weekend before last, bank holiday weekend just gone, I went with a cycling club. We cycled from where we are um, in Lancashire to the Lake District and back 130 miles in one ride, 130 miles. 18.7 mm-hmm. miles an hour average. It's not even, you know, it's not even slow. And today, it, today running wise, my total running miles, I've run the equivalent of 48 marathons. So 1265 miles running since what? Well, that's what I've done in two years.
0: Yeah. That is uh, some staggering. Yeah. You,
1: and it, it is, I think, a little bit where I'm at a crossroads now, where. I've not got any great events planned. I look at them numbers. And I'm sort of glad I came on here, really, because I thought, well, I need to try and make this interesting. And I sat and worked there, and I thought, wow, we, Darren, this is a lot, lot, a lot going on. You know, we talk about stitching to the heart. And and uh, you know yourself, seeing a cardiologist, I should have seen a cardiologist in August. I got a, a letter in July saying he was going to cancel it. I've only seen him uh, once. And I went I went back to my doctors to get referred, and it was like, well, I will refer you. You're fairly young. Youth's on your side. I'll refer you to a cardiologist. And I was like, oh, gee, thanks. You know, I had a cardiac arrest. Like, it's quite serious. And I went there because you said to me, go and run. So I said, I'd appreciate seeing a cardiologist. Went to see him. He did a, an echocardiogram. And then um, he left me. He left me until the next appointment. And then even on a second appointment, he talked about discharging me. And then I've had a cancellation letter. I've not had another letter to sort of say, but it's only now when you sit down and you look at what you're doing and and people think, well, yeah, but you've got to ask yourself the question, how much is too much? Now, uh, do you you know your total mileage on Strava? Do you know what you've done?
0: I've got no idea because I don't actually do that much. I mean, I'm a little bit, not the opposite of you, but before my cardiac arrest, I was reasonably active. Due to a, a knee injury, I had to stop doing marathons. But uh, I was uh, probably walking about five to seven miles a day wow. before my cardiac arrest. Um, but, sin- but since then, uh, the fatigue is too much for me and I I can't really go very far anymore. Um, so, I mean, I imagine there's a lot of people who are just who are in, uh, survivors who just are... Uh, are in awe or disbelief at what you've achieved because you know to me just doing a five five miles walking or 10, 10 miles about my limit um that just does me in for days so it's not only the distances you're doing but the the time frame that you've done it and the fact that you've been able to to train for those sort of things because uh, I just couldn't do it, and I'm sure there's many other cardiac arrest survivors who, who wouldn't be able to do it. But for, for you to go from someone who's fairly uh, active but not a sports person to achieving that in that time frame is just—it just, just well—it is mind-blowing. I mean, we we really.
1: had a bit of a medal count up yesterday. I thought we'll try and keep things uh, interesting. I thought I'd get me a little girl will count up our medals. So you know. Quick run through the medal Also, So for running 5Ks, this is in two years, I've got six medals. For running 10K distance, which is 6.2 miles, I've got 10 medals. For running 10 miles, I've got two medals. I've run nine half marathons. I've run one full marathon. Then we move on to triathlons and smaller distance triathlons are called a sprint, which is a pool swim traditionally, about 400 meters or so 16 lengths. About ten or twelve meters, uh, ten or twelve miles on the bike, and then you'll finish it with a five k, three mile run. So I've done six of them. There's a Olympic distance, which is slightly longer than that. I've done three of them. Um, a middle distance, again slightly longer. I've done one of them, uh, which is that. Sorry, is a seventy mile one. I've done a full Ironman, three cycling sportifs rides, uh, three swimming alone, and one relay. So by the end of this year, I've got some something left to do. I've i amassed fifty medals, fifty medals. So if you work out, that's fifty weekends. As they normally happen on a weekend, so that's half my time. Post cardiac arrest, I've been doing some, some sort of event somewhere or other, and it's you know it's 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 a lot. Even I'm
0: like, oh my God. it sounds almost obsessive. <laughs> it,
1: do, it does. It does, and I think I think that. You know, I think uh, sitting down now, I think we'll just need to uh, just have a little bit of uh, just, to, just to calm things down. It's great. And I hope people can get on and, and do things. Because after I did the Man, as most people do, I put something on Facebook, just a, a collection of pictures and, and saying what an incredible day it was. Well, that sort of snowballed really onto to people sharing it and people sharing it. And then because... Um, Iron Man. The slogan is "Anything is possible." That is their slogan. Obviously, they got hold of it, and then they, you know they they even they come back to me and cry and congratulated me on it by Iron Man UK, and then they retweeted sort of it or shared it, uh, and then obviously you get a real huge sort of Iron Man audience who who, who either participated in the past or on that day have done it, and then they sort of comment, and I, I add, ooh, I think we was into the thousands I mean about six seven hundred comments and hundreds and hundreds of shares and I think about five thousand likes in the end uh, but there was one comment that will always be I sat and read them all and said I like they like them all and like them all. but there was one comment that just said a lot of people and they were they were obviously were a survivor They just said it's just it's amazing because a lot of us are saved but are never really saved. They never really go on to do anything and they sort of hang around to die. And that will be, out of all the comments, that will always be the comment that stays with me. You you know, and and, and someday I just Mm -hmm. hope, I think you're probably right, I'm probably getting obsessive and I do know, I am going to have a look and just tone it down. But it it, it become like a journey that you just got sucked into. You know, it just went so well. And I just think now is a point where I think you just need to, you know, I'm in, even today, I'm in great shape. I'm in the, the absolute shape of my life. I've never been as healthy as what I am today.
0: Uh-huh. Have you been back to the guy who did your triple bypass and showed him what you're like now?
1: He left. Yeah, he left. I do try and make the most of doing that, but he actually left. He, he left and I've not been able to trace him down. Obviously, I've wrote to, um, to the unit and I keep them updated. i my rehab nurse. You know, she, she's involved all the way. I run with her quite regularly. Everyone who is involved in, in sort of saving my life knows, you know. And I, I think the next stage for me now to manage my obsessiveness is to sort of use this, what I've done in a positive way. So we do, I do quite a bit for the heartbeat that, that do the rehab. You know, obviously they I went to learn CPR there that's because I got the first time I did CPR, I learned CPR, got quite upset really because you're just looking at this dummy thinking, ah, oh, the gum, how was this dummy? And I can't check in what's going on. I'm just looking at this dummy and these people pushing on your chest, and you think, well. And obviously, then I, I, you know, I sort of said, well, you know, I, I survived the car. And like, oh, right. And, and since then, I've always been involved, and I've had to do CPR. But I'll learn it two or three times now, just so that that I can do it. You know that because. I'm not sure I could live with myself if I couldn't at least try and help somebody. You know, after having your life saved, if you couldn't do something to help somebody, I think, you know, living with myself after that would be really difficult. Really difficult. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and today, uh, a little bit with the, I was saved by a cardiac science Q 5 defibrillator. So obviously they got, they've seen what I've gone on to achieve. Um, and obviously it's quite good. Good for them, and, and they, you know, I, I'm involved a little bit with them, and um, they use use like my story, you know, if it helps to sell defibrillators or, or whatever, then we're involved in that. And then the lady who put the defibrillator on the wall that I mentioned earlier, she works for the Northwest Animal Service. A lady called Cheryl, and I try and help her a little bit, and sometimes go along and do a little bit of a bit of a talk on 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 what I've done. I've only done one so far. It was quite. I did one towards the end of last year, and I remember a lot of ladies on a table at the back getting very upset, crying, and as we worked our way through what i had come to achieve. How,
0: how did you fight, find standing in front of a group of people and talking about yourself or a very hard part of your life?
1: Yeah, it, it was okay. It, it it was all right. It it wasn't, but it, it's something I feel that you need to do. I think you, you need to give it. You need to give it back now, and you need. It's happened to me. Would you change it? You can't change it. It's happened to me. I'm involved in this now, so I've got to get up there and do my bit. That's the way I look at it, really. Um, Because what happened was my daughter recorded me crossing the line at Ironman. Now, I got changed. My confidence grew in this period of time. And I saw a T-shirt, and towards the end of my training, and I saw it on the internet on the guy, and he put on it, learned CPR, it saved my life. I thought, wow. That's a, that's a bold statement, huh? No. I quite like that. So I got, you know, I did, I've got pictures of a few half marathons where I've run this t-shirt with the one CQI saved my life. So in the end, on the Ironman day, I got changed and I put in the running club's t-shirt that, that they saved me because the old times. So, so I sort of ditched my triathlon club really, supporting me for two thirds of the way and said, look guys, I'm sorry, this now is about, these guys who, who sort of saved me really, were are here to support me and I, you know, I'm, this is just very special for me. And i had printed on that, learned CPR, it saved my life. And obviously there's people taking photographs around and, and obviously anyone who gets to the marathon part of an Ironman is doing well, but you are bringing attention to yourself. If you're going to make that statement on that stage. Um, but I, I was confident, I was confident to do that because if I didn't get to the marathon, I wasn't going to wear the t T-shirt. It wasn't something I wore all the way. So people could say, well, he did have CPR, but he's not an man." No, mm-hmm. but I did. And I, I, and I am.
0: <laughs> uh, and
1: that made it into it. And then I knew you, you You welcomed everyone. Rightly so is welcomed over the line when you finish an Ironman. So they'll, they'll know what your name is. I knew this guy from – he sort of compares previous events. And I have got to know him a little bit through another cardiac uh, athlete who um, – introduced me to him and he, and he said like and he sort of made a real thing like you know learn CPI save Darren life Darren's life and now he's an Man and you know this is absolutely amazing and we saw our daughter recorded it and then I sent it to Cheryl like and said I've done it look at this I've done it it's just me crossing the line and then that sort of made the bulletin for the Northwest Ambulance Service really which is it's quite good to give people who are out there day to day doing these things to, to see some success. Sometimes in the in the world, there's probably not enough success. You'll know there was a, there was a half marathon last year, or a marathon where two people died. Of, I suspect a cardiac arrest. That will always make the headlines. There's there's not enough that, that people are coming through to, to to do that. And I know some guys who are doing some great work, not so sort of you know Ironman distance, but coming over their difficulties post cardiac arrest, cycling hundred miles, raising funds. A uh, lot more complicated issues than me. Uh, I think I'm quite. I think it's a, it was a supply issue for me. You know, you know yourself. There's lots of reasons to cause a cardiac arrest, and some are far more complicated than others. I'm quite fortunate. I think the supply to my heart's been sorted out, and I'm, I'm okay. But there's out there. There's other athletes with far more who who are doing doing great work, and they're doing great work. But it's great that somebody can become an Iron Man, and we can do that from From starting from obviously a, a really low point, and it, I know a lot of people from my triathlon club are doing Ironman this year based on my story. But even better, a lot of learning CPR. You know, who wouldn't have thought about learning CPR, going out and learning CPR, and and you know where I go to my park run, I wore my t shirt there, um, and they now i have got a defibrillator there, and I've I've been along there to help them. You know, seek CPR. People are likely to go as, a, as an example. You know, so if you're in a position, if you're in a position, you survive this, mm-hmm. and you're in a position to carry on. Then I think you've got a bit of a duty really to uh, raise the profile, raise the profile a bit of it a bit. Yeah, if 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 you can. Yeah, not everyone's no, fortunate no, no, enough. No, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. And it's what what bits you can do, and it's not about them doing an iron it's getting on with simple tasks. Yeah. I'm not sure today you can sit down and what totally drives me to, to do it, you know, to suck me in on that sort of whirlwind of events. I, I'm, I'm not 100% sure, but I'm at a crossroads now where I, I need to sort of step back from it and just step off the journey and, and stay fit, but, you, you know, just just ease off, ease off a little bit, because them numbers are set up work for you, and I said to Jill, no. but Jill says, you're doing an awful lot, you're doing an awful lot. I'm like, oh, it's all right, it's all right. We start... On Strava, you'll start seeing what other people are doing. <laughs> and that's the thing, you need to part back. Oh, he's doing that and he's doing that, man. So I need to go out and at least do that because then I'll be all right. If I don't do it, I might not get around. I and mean, you get sucked into a world, sucked into a world of expense, equipment, bikes, what you need, servicing a bike, nutrition, what you eat, what you eat when you're cycling for 112 miles. What do you put in your body? Should I be putting it in my body with my body? with my cardiac issue, caffeine, gels, energy bars. You, you know, even then today, there's only so much resource and trial and error that you can do. Uh, I'm not sure it's the best best for that. I mean, if you go out and cycle 100 miles with a cycling club, you'll stop at a cafe, pick what you want off the menu, pick what I can eat. In an Ironman, you can't stop for your breakfast. You know, you've, you've got to keep going. You've got a good breakfast and you've got to keep going because the clock's going to beat you if it doesn't. You've got to stick your hand yeah. out when they're passing the bottles to you as you can pass the fee stations and grab as much as you can and keep cycling. But, oh. it's, not, but it's not it's not what you class as a, a pleasurable ride. No.
0: Anyway, oh, we're sort of well over the hour now, Darren, and I was thinking that your story's um, inc- incredibly inspiring if anyone wants to try and uh, get to any sporting heights post-cardiac arrest or any time, really. I mean... What you've done there is pretty incredible, even if you if you haven't had a cardiac arrest. But I was thinking, um, what sort of tips would you give or what what has inspired you to be able to achieve what you've got? Have you got three tips um, you could what, give us wise? just to finish on?
1: Well, it's a bit it's a bit difficult. I'm not sure if the circumstance that, that I was saved propelled me into the sporting limelight because that's what I did and I wanted to finish it. I think people have got to do what they're comfortable at and what they enjoy. I, I'd urge people just to, to give things a, a, a try, even at a small level, even like couch to 5K. I know some running groups by me, they don't a lot of running, they do power walking or walking. Have a go at something they enjoy, you know, even if it's just once to try and go. It, often you'll be amazed at what, what you can actually do and you think you can not do it. And then, you, you know, you start off and you think, well, I'm okay. Obviously, you need to be with a cardiologist and he needs to be blessing it because do you- I don't want everyone to start thinking, oh, well, he's had a cardiac arrest and done an Ironman. Right, I'm going to do an Ironman and, and if something something goes wrong. Um, but, yeah, tips-wise, it's, it, it, it's difficult. You've got to enjoy it. I try and enjoy my family in it, try and bring them into it so I can do it. Um, I'm inspired by other athletes. Other people i have seen it, inspired me in the beginning, what they could do. At 48, is not a great place. Um, you know, my all my Ironman memorabilia, I've had it framed and it's where I had my rehab because that's one of my lowest points, is going to rehab at what was a younger age when everyone was miles older than me. And it's all gone there and it's displayed there because I'm sure they'll get other people under the age of 50 going through for whatever reason. As you know yourself, you, you could have gone through it under 50 and it's a difficult place. I found that a real difficult place and... and People want that inspiration there. Uh, But, yeah, you've you've just got to try and and enjoy it, try and get out. If you can get through those barriers of of just going out there, and even as a social, i made so many great friends. Cycling club, triathlon club, jolly runners. There's a fantastic bunch of people. It's like transformed your life.
0: I was going to say, do you think it helped you psychologically post-arrest?
1: I, uh, I think I think you know to be around them people and and you know not shut them out. Yeah, I think sometimes the sooner you do things, but that's not always the case. They blessed it at rehab. Yeah, you can go back. You're doing so well here. It's looking really good. You you can go back and do it. Go back and, and give it a go. You know, and and and, and just you'd be amazed. But there's a lot of support. It's not all internet based. You know, I see a lot of stuff and it's great. And you know, achievements. You know, mine are, there's not loads of Ironman out there. There's a lot of people doing loads of good stuff, loads of loads of stuff. And you think, you know, fair play, and circumstance will be just as, as, as dire and, and that's it. I mean, you've set up all this, you've set up all this group and you do all this as a support network for other people. You know, this is your, maybe your way, maybe, you know, sporting achievements isn't for you. Maybe I'm trying to inspire that way. You've set all this group up, you do a lot of work with this, which is a great support network for people. You know, I remember this joining this group in hospital. Sat around for three weeks. I remember joining this. And and obviously it's been a it's been a source, but I, I I seem to think I deal with it okay, but then I think some of the amounts I'm doing, you know, I think is that am I trying to hide an agenda, am I not facing into things, am I just keeping myself busy, busy, busy so I don't think about it? And maybe now's the time that you will need to come and that just slow down and, and that and have a look at it it's been one hour of a journey i tell you that it's been incredible incredible. I mean,
0: incredible it certainly has and if you've got anything else for us or should we call it a wrap there
1: no no I think, I think yeah yeah we're over our hour yeah yeah I talked to you all day <laughs>
0: Well it's it's been a a, a fant- fantastic uh, hour of your your time and it's uh, incredibly inspiring and uh I would imagine it gives a lot of people hope as well what can be achieved uh post cardiac arrest I know everyone's not in the same situation and everyone everyone's recovery journey is different and your capabilities are different but from what you've shown is that you you've you've gone from uh fairly uh, inactive or slightly active uh, and really pushed yourself a long way so these things can be done so there is hope for us yeah yet.
1: I, I hope that, that people that's one thing now because I think as I sort of calm down on the sporting activities I do want to try and support people more and, and get involved in things a little bit more and I think that's, that's what if you're fortunate enough to be able to do that we, we should need to do that we need to do that and help people out so I hope people do you know, and I remember a lot of people asking me on, on the Facebook about how I do it and kind of help them. And I've tried to spend that time trying to help them.
0: Okay, well, if you come to the the uh, not alone event, which is round Rutland Water, I don't want you leading out a group round the Rutland <laughs> Water. Okay,
1: take them out, yeah, well, well there's a few there, you know, a few good runners. I might, I might not be the fastest. I'm under, I'm under pressure. Everyone thinks because you're an iron man. Now you think that's it, but there's a few runners that'll leave me for dead. I, know, I might, yeah, exactly. I might, not, I might not be happy about that. So fiercely
0: uh, yeah, <laughs> <basically> competitive, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, thanks very much, Darren. Again, and uh, hopefully we will see you at the the Rutland event. Which uh, I just recap for anyone who not totally aware about uh, it, aware of it, aware of it is that it's on the twenty eighth of September, um, which is just a few weeks away from the recording of this. And it's at Barnsday Hall Hotel, which is near Oakham on the edge of Rutland Water. And we've got a fantastic day of loads of people coming together, um, survivors, lifesavers, partners and medical experts. It's a great opportunity to just let your hair down and chat with others and share your experiences, but also a great chance to listen to some of those experts um, talking about cardiology and, um, neuro rehab um, and exercise uh, psychological aspects of cardiac arrest it's going to be a, a wonderful day if uh, last year's event is anything to go by so we really love you love it if you could join us there so hopefully we will see you and if not I'll see you next time on life after cardiac arrest bye- bye